Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. And the guy comes in and smiles at you and says, I'm the one going to put you to sleep. And I, I, I've had this thought, I'm not concerned about that, but can you wake me back up? And so we trust people, don't we? Have total trust that we went to the right doctor, the right surgeon. We have the right one that's going to put us to sleep and wake us back up. And so we go through life every day trusting people. But it's amazing to me that the Bible said God can't lie. And the Bible said God said I'll meet all of our needs. In the book of James it said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, why does he want us to rejoice when we're being tempted and having problems? Because we have confidence that God, no matter what we go through or what we're facing, he's there. And no matter how difficult it might seem or impossible it might seem, nothing is impossible with God. That'd make you happy tonight. And it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Tonight, we need to have faith in God. Faith in the Word of God. Faith that God's always with us, and that God's always there to meet any need we have. You know, I... I remember being in a Catherine Kuhlman's meeting, and I, I, I had free reign to walk around and watch what was going on. And she was praying one night, and I've shared this here, but it's one of the best illustrations you could have. She looked out in the crowd. She couldn't see way in the back. It was a huge auditorium, thousands of people. And she said, God is healing someone, a crippled child that's going to walk tonight. And I was in towards the back at that time. I'm looking around, and there's little kids with braces on their legs, and they, they've had little crutches on their arms. And I remember the mother picking up this child and taking those braces off the legs and the crutches and stands this child up to see if he had a miracle, and the child fell on the ground. And I watched her. She picked him up again, and he fell again. He couldn't walk. And Catherine Coleman, not knowing what was going on, said, don't be discouraged. Believe God. And that lady stood that little boy up, and all of a sudden that boy began to run around that building, totally healed by the power of God, because the promises of God are yea and amen. That's why the Bible said, lean not to your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct you, help you, deliver you, meet your needs if you will believe him tonight. So that'll make you happy. He's bigger than your financial need, bigger than your physical need, bigger than anything that seems so impossible. He is the God that's able to meet every need we have. So if we believe the word of God, we need to stand upon the promises of God. How many ever went out and ate? I'm doing this for Mike. Where's Mike. Mike said, you're going to talk about food? See, Mike was hungry, and he asked me that question. 
But how many ever went out to eat and the waitress bought you your food and you ate it? How many's ever done that? But did you see back in the kitchen what was happening? Now, I'm not trying to hurt people going out and eat tonight. But I'm telling you, you've got to have faith. What if you look like that cook's mother-in-law and he don't like her? But see, in life, we have to trust things, don't we? We have to believe tonight. And the Bible said to you and me, all things are possible if we believe. And the Bible said, let us lean not our own understanding, but let us draw near to God with a true heart and assurance of faith. And let us hold fast our profession of faith and without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised us to meet every need we have. See, tonight we have an assurance tonight that God will do what he promised you he would do. One of the saddest stories, and it's a true story, about a young man that was going to graduate from high school. And all of his friends, they lived in a pretty wealthy area. All of them would get a car on the day of graduation. So he went with his father to look at cars. And on graduation tonight, with much anticipation, he's waiting for his father to give him the keys. But instead of that, he gave him a present. And when he opened it, it was a Bible. And the boy got mad at his dad. Matter of fact, didn't speak to his dad. Felt disappointed by his dad that all the other guys had a Bible. I mean, all the other guys had a car and all he got was a Bible. And so years passed and his father passed away. For those years, he hadn't spoken to his father, upset at him. But for some reason, he picked up that box that had the Bible and took the Bible out and opened it. And as he was looking through the Bible, there was a cashier's check for the exact amount that that car would have cost. That car was already his. The problem was it was in the Word of God, and he did not find it till later. I wonder how many times in the Word of God the promises are for me and you and us. And the promises are true tonight. If God said he'll meet your need, he'll meet your need. If God said he'll bless you, he'll bless you. If God said I'll make a way, he'll make a way. If God said I can do more than you could even ask or think, he can do more than you could ever ask or think. But how many times it's in the Bible, but we don't make it ours. Thank you. You become my favorite person. Matter of fact, I'm about to bring you up here. You can just holler amen every once in a while. I like him. But see, when I'm preaching, he believes that. Something's happening in his heart. It's, he, it comes alive to him. He don't have to think it out. He just believes it. And I love the word of God when it said all things are possible if we just believe it. It doesn't mean we won't have a problem. It don't mean we will not face impossibilities in ourselves. It doesn't mean we won't have needs that look so big that it doesn't seem they're going to be met. But if tonight you and I will trust God and believe him, God will meet every need you have. How many people got a tax return, money back? Raise your hand. 
He's waiting for it. <laughs> Just keep believing. Especially if you got one coming. <laughs> but how many knows our, our, our economy's not very good right now? I mean, the economy's good, but how many knows the government owes more money than they got? And yet, when we file our taxes and we know we got money coming back, we check our bank account every day to see if it's there yet. Because we believe we're going to get what's coming to us. And you know what's sad? Many Christians live lower than believing what's coming to them by the promise of God. Pastor Wilson preached on David standing before the giant. And all of Israel was upset. Nobody believed. And David heard the giant challenge him day after day. And David went to Saul and he said, I'll fight the giant. I'll take away the reproach against Israel. And when David went out, you remember what he preached? He said the giant made fun of him and said, what are you doing sending a child to fight me? Well, I'll kill him. I'll feed him to the fowls of the air. And remember what he preached on? David spoke these words. You come to me with a sword and shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. And this day, God's going to deliver you into my hand, and I'm going to cut your head off, and I'm going to feed you to the fowls because David totally believed the word of God. Tonight, all the promises are for you and me. He said, I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. How many knows God wants to give us sinners and change their life and make them a part of the family of God? But do we really believe that tonight? When we look at the sinner and the streets or hearing what's going on, do we say it's, the world's going to pot? Or do we say, thank God, these are the ones God's given us. These are the ones that's going to be a part of this family, a family of God. Therefore, we believe. The Bible said, profession of faith without wavering. If I win the lottery tonight, oh, you have to buy a ticket, don't you? But if you win the lottery, you can adopt me immediately. How many Christians have prayed when they bought their lottery ticket, Lord, if if I win, I'll give you part of it. 17 million probably prayed that prayer. So the Lord in heaven may be saying, well, who do I give it to? Well, I'll just give it to a sinner. Who knows how it's going to work out. Can you say amen? But there are promises of God for you. And tonight, no matter what you're facing, and no matter how impossible it might seem, and no matter how it looks like there's no answer to where you're at, I want to tell you tonight, he's with us. He said, even if we walk through the valley of shadow death, I'm with you. And tonight, you don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. If you'll trust God tonight, God has victory in every situation you find yourself in. That's what David did. As Pastor Wilson said, he spoke and believed God, and God gave him a victory that's a victory like no other man's ever had. Paul and Silas, they were in jail, weren't they? Been there all day, bummed out. How many knows you can be bummed out if you're in jail? They hadn't done anything, and then they're just totally bummed out, and so Towards the evening when the day had passed, when I'm looked there, so might as well praise God. Let's sing some songs. Yeah. 
And they began to sing and worship God. And the Bible said God came down. Came down upon that jail. God orchestrated the jailbreak. And set them free because in the impossible situation where they couldn't get out of God, freedom. And tonight, no matter what we're facing, God has a miracle for us. That's why James said, count it all joy when things are going wrong. Because in those times, you see the glory of God. I say when everything's going wrong, that's when the glory of God comes. When it looks impossible, that's when the glory of God comes. When people say you can't make it, that's when the glory of God comes. You and I need to claim what's ours and live and believe that so God can do what he wants to do in our lives. He'll never let you down. I said he'll never let you down. The Bible said, my God shall supply all your needs. Now, all means all. No matter what needs you have, God's going to supply it. No matter how big it might be, God can give you a miracle. No matter how impossible it might seem, God's the God of the impossible. And impossible becomes possible if you and I will trust in God. The Bible said every good and perfect gift comes from God. It doesn't matter what your need is tonight. God will meet that need. You remember when the Super Bowl was played? Some, some of you walked out like beat up kids because their team let you down. I have nobody in mind when I say that. Well, maybe one or two, but that's it. The Diamondbacks are ready to start their ball season. Will they be the Diamondbacks or loserbacks? What will they be before the year's over? They'll probably let you down somewhere along the line. And so that's how life is. Life can let you down, but God can't. People can let you down, but God won't. And you and me need to think, how much is all my needs? He said, I'll supply all your needs. How much is all our needs tonight? I want to tell you something tonight. You and I serve a miracle God, and the only thing that can restrict the miracle you need is if you don't believe. You know when you get on those international flights and you're about an hour away from the shore, you can't change your mind. You still got to trust the pilot, don't you? You still got to trust that the mechanic did right on that plane. You got to trust the guy putting up fuel in it that's not going to go down the middle of the ocean. And so you have to keep on trusting until you get there. And I will tell you, in the kingdom of God, you got to keep on trusting, keep on believing, knowing that God will not fail, knowing that God is your miracle, knowing that God walks with you and helps you and will always be with you. The psalmist said, every beast in the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Tonight, we need to take the promises and make them ours. You need healing, it's promises yours. 
Do you need your finances blessed? The promises are yours. You cannot find a better partner than God. Because God never falls short or runs out. He owns it all. I said, he's got treasures that the world don't know. I'm watching that. I watched that show about the treasures are digging up on that island, you know. What's the name of it? Oak Island. 200 years have been trying to find that treasure. 200 years. The last group, these two brothers have spent over $2 million trying to find the treasure. That's a lot of money. I'll take the $2 million and they can have the treasure. And so people are looking for it. But I'm talking about a God tonight that didn't hide nothing. He said, it's yours. I got it all, God says. And it's yours if you'll believe. And tonight, if you and I will press in and believe, we're going to see miracles like we've never seen before. And we're going to see people getting saved. And we're going to see the gospel going forth. Because there's a God tonight that wants to help you and help me and help us and use us to make an impact upon this generation. I've used this illustration so many times, but I try to think of something that just seems so impossible that happened, and yet it did. When I told you the story about the little girl in Africa when I was pastoring, and I was preaching that morning Sunday school, we had a Sunday school, and I said, you can lay hands on the sick, and you can believe God. You can raise the dead if you'll believe God. And I've shared this before, but it's such a wonderful illustration so we went home that day and that night, Julie and I come back to church, and the grounds were full of people. The crowd was big, and it's not big at night there because it's very dangerous, but it was just packed out. And so I looked at my interpreter, and I felt pretty good to come to see the old white boy. And I said to him, wow, the crowd. And he said, they didn't come to see you. And I said, well, we mean, Paul, they didn't come see me. He said, you know, you told them this morning that they could pray for the sick and they'd get healed and they could raise the dead. Well, this little girl, and she was a, just a little teenage girl, a little tiny African girl, was on her way home down through the slum area. And down through the slum area, it goes down a hill all the time. You keep turning, going down. And when she went around, she heard people wailing and screaming. And that was a sign somebody had died. And so as she's getting closer, she sees these ladies gathered around this body, and they're screaming, and the people are wailing and gnashing their teeth. I mean, so bad. I mean, they're screaming, and she realizes there's a dead baby laying on the ground. This child had died. And Paul said, she looked there, and she remembered what you had said the Bible said. Not what I said. I said what the Bible said, that we could raise the dead. Now, I'm not talking about church members. I'm talking about dead bodies. Either one would be a miracle. How many knows that? <laughs> wow. I, I wasn't planning to go there. That was free. And Paul said she got down on her knees and began to crawl through that crowd and laid her hand on the baby and said, in the name of Jesus, live. And that baby started moving. 
and making a noise and came back to life. And the place was totally packed out. They wanted the girl to pray for him that raised the dead baby. See, somewhere that girl heard it and she believed it. Saying if God said it, then it's true. She didn't call a meeting and ask people what they thought. She didn't lay out a fleece saying if it don't rain for 30 days, I'll pray for that baby. She just did what she believed the Bible said, and God used her to raise that dead baby. Tonight, those promises are yours and mine. We serve a powerful God, a God that can't fail, a God that's always there, a God that wants to meet every need you have. Look at the person next to him saying, he wants to meet every need. Now say to yourself, he wants to meet every need I got. And tonight, all things are possible if we'll believe. I said, just believe. Believe what? That God is who he says he is. There's nothing too hard for him to do. That when Jesus died and shed his blood and rose the third day, he rose that, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And that every need we'll ever have, he promises to meet that need. All things are possible if you'll just believe. Can you say amen? That's why Don Carver sitting in a Kentucky penitentiary and he murdered a guy. And an older gentleman from the church kept going in there and preaching at him. And Don Carver threatened him, threatened He's going to do something to him if he could get out of that jail. But the man wouldn't quit. And the man said to Don Carver, as long as I have breath, I'll come back and tell you the love of God. And Don said, one day I, I knew I had to kill that guy or get saved. So I knelt by my bed and gave my life to Christ. And Don Carver travels all down through the canyon, the tribes that live in that canyon down there, and preaches. He goes everywhere in a little old beat up motor home something you wouldn't even go camping in him and his wife live in that and go anywhere and preach the gospel because an impossible young man that looks impossible to change somebody cared enough to share the gospel with him time and time again and he was totally transformed by the power of God and he's preaching the gospel because the word of God is true the question is, you have to make a choice. Am I going to believe it for me or is it for somebody else? If it's not God's will that any would perish, then it's God's will to meet everybody's need. When Jesus died for healing, he died for everybody. And so tonight, you and I need to make a decision. We're going to believe God. I challenge you, when you go to our mall tomorrow, Walmart, when somebody's got their hand out, I challenge you to share the gospel with them. Challenge you. Give them some money and share the good news of Christ with them. I challenge you. Believe that they're going to get saved. Believe that they're on that corner not to get your money only, even though that's what they're thinking. 
but they're on that corner so you can share the good news with them. All things are possible if you will believe. Tonight, God just simply wants you to trust him. You ever had somebody say, just trust me? You ever had that? Probably had somebody let you down maybe. God won't. Just trust him. He has a miracle for you. Your name's on it. I said he has a miracle for you. He wants to use your life. You are important to the kingdom of God. He wants to use you. And your life can make an impact on eternity if you'll disbelieve. <laughs> I get these same old things. My wife told me I need some new illustrations, but some of these illustrations come to me and I just use them again and again and again. When I was dating her, I was trying to impress her. And I took her to hear me preach. I was nervous. You all have heard me tell this story. I took her to Bob's Big Boy. And all the money I had, I bought her a Big Boy and fries, and me a Big Boy and fries. And I got so nervous, I couldn't eat. And she ate my Big Boy. Well, she did. She wasn't nervous. She thought, free big boy. I'm having it. So I remember getting up to preach at Pinal. I mean, it was at uh, the mission in New Albany, a mission that was started because us young people got on the street, started witnessing, people got saved, and they opened this mission to where we'd preach, not only streets, but we'd bring sinners in and preach to them. And I got to preach, and I got so nervous, I preached about three minutes and couldn't talk anymore. Started choking. I know, you wish I'd do it again. But, but I'm doing better now. I thought to myself, there she goes. And if she really wants to date me again, it's for the Big Mac, not my preaching. It was one, I don't think it was called a Big Mac, but it was called something... You know, I felt like quitting a hundred times. Every time I got to preach, I just felt so that my life would never matter. I'd be nervous wrecked the whole time. And I'm still getting nervous, especially if people were listening. But you know what? I've told people all around the world, God used a donkey to speak to a prophet, and he gave me donkey ministry, and I've been preaching ever since. But I understand one thing tonight. It's, in, it's Christ in me, if there's anything good. And it's Christ in me when lives have been changed. And it's Christ in me when I prayed for the sick and God healed them. And I want to tell you tonight, I could have missed it a million miles, I could have listened to people, and I could have done something else, which is nothing wrong with working a regular job, but I could have missed destiny if I didn't believe that God could help me. And you know, as I preach to you tonight, no one has the destiny that the person in your chair has. I said no one has the destiny that the person in your chair has. Nobody can be you. You're not a mistake. God knew you before you was in your mother's womb. Yeah. 
and he planned for you on planet earth. You know that? Before God said, God knew us, and before he had a plan for our lives. And tonight that God's given you all that you're going to need to fulfill that plan. And your life can make an impact not on Kingman but on the nations of the world if you could trust God. These promises are for you and me. We need to claim them. We need to be that church, that, that powerful church, that body that fulfills the destiny that God has put us on planet Earth to fulfill. But you got to believe. This building's full of testimonies who people trusted God when it looked impossible. If we took time for people, they could just stand before us and tell about impossible situations they were facing, and yet God came through. When the doctor said there's no answer, and God came through. When you bought God his tithe and gave an offering, and God met your needs supernaturally. Because God is a God that gave us promises, and they all are for you and me. Tonight, we need to believe him. I said, tonight, we need to stand upon the word of God. And even though it might look like we're going to lose, like when David came into the camp, it looked like the giant was going to overthrow Israel because nobody would fight him. God found a young boy. Had him to deliver some stuff to his brothers. And God laid his hand upon David, and David believed God. And we have one of the greatest stories of victories in the Word of God because David believed that the God he served was bigger than any problem he had ever faced. And God used him to kill his giant. Tonight, God has a purpose for you and me. He'll use us to do that. Let's bow our heads together. If you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, can I share something with you? God has a miracle for you. When he hung on the cross at Calvary and shed his blood, as he looked down upon the times of time, he seen you and me and he died for us. That every sin we've ever committed would be forgiven and you and I could have eternal life. If you're here tonight and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior and you've not been born again tonight, he can forgive you of every sin and make you a new creature. So anybody cross this building and say, Brother Harry, I'm, I'm here tonight and sin has separated me from God, but I believe he died for me and he can forgive me. And you lift your hand and say, pray for me. Okay, anybody else across this building? I'll tell you, God will help you. Yes, anybody else across this building? Anyone else? You lift your hand and say, I'm not right with God, but I believe Jesus can forgive me and I can have eternal life tonight. Anyone else across this building? How many people across this building tonight would say, you know, I need to really believe God and trust him tonight. I need to really claim what's mine. 
and you lift your hand and say, you know, tonight, by the grace of God, I'm not going to just say, I believe the Bible. I'm going to put it to the test and see God do miracles in these situations I'm facing. You lift your hand across this building. Okay. Let's stand together. The Bible said, if we'll confess him before man, he'll confess us before his Father in heaven. So if God spoke to you tonight, that there's sin in your life or spoke to you about believing him this evening, feel free to come down to his altars right now and settle this. Just come down and say, as of tonight, I'm believing God. I'm not going to be robbed out of the inheritance God has for me. I'm going to be all God wants me to be and receive the miracles God has for me. I want you to just come and find a place down in front. Come right now down front, and we're going to pray together and believe together. We have some people that prays with us that's going to come and pray with us. Appreciate you coming. Appreciate you coming, brother. Frank, appreciate you. Amen. Won't you just kneel down there at the altar tonight? Won't you kneel down? And we got workers that's going to be working with you. They'll come to you, and you can tell them what you're believing for, and they're going to pray and believe God with you right now. Let's pray. Church, lift your hands out to them right now. Lord, we ask you right now, in Jesus' name, that you'll touch these lives. We see the potential for the kingdom of God. We see what could happen eternally by these lives. And so God is there here praying as we're praying over them right now. I pray the power of God will touch them and do a miracle in their life right now. Touch them. Come on, just say, God, here's my life. I believe you. Let's pray. Come on, church, pray out loud over these people right now. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask for a total miracle in their lives. A total miracle. God, do a miracle for these people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Some of you altar workers, come down and pray over these people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch them right now. Oh, God. The unlimited potential that you have for these lives. The miracles you have for the people in this congregation. The way you'll make when there seems to be no way. When it looks so impossible. We just claim it for us tonight. We claim a miracle in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name. Let the power of God touch us this evening. Touch this congregation. Let us rise up and be your people. And let us believe you that you're going to be our God and do wonderful and mighty things in our life. Oh, God, we believe. Lift your hands out in the audience and just as you're out there, let's say, Lord, use me. Come on, pray, Lord, use me. I'm believing for the impossible. I believe you're going to use me to impact this city and this generation with the gospel. Surrender and say, Lord, here's my life. Use me in any way you want, any ministry you want. I, I give you my life tonight. Afresh, do a mighty miracle in my life right now. A mighty miracle, a mighty miracle in our lives. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you tonight. Hallelujah, we praise you. You there in the congregation, if you believe that 
The Bible's true and God's going to do great things. Lift your hand and begin to thank him. Lift your hands, begin to thank him. Lord, we believe for all you have for us tonight. We believe for the miracles and the impossibilities you're going to make possible tonight in our lives. That when it looks like there's no way, you're going to make a way. We praise you for that right now. Hallelujah, we praise you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, we praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You, you men that's from the writer's house, I want you to come and stand right across here. Come stand right here. Across here, shoulder to shoulder. God's go, look at me. God's going to use you guys. You're not here just because somebody invited you or you're ended up in Kingman. You're here because God has a purpose for you guys. And God wants to use you. And you can become what you never dreamed you could be. You know that? You can be. It's far beyond what you can even imagine God has. And I want to pray for you. And I'm going to believe God's going to use you. And that, more than just coming here. But your life's going to impact sinners. And people are going to make heaven because God uses you to touch their lives, okay? So let's, let's believe God. Let's believe God right now. We pray for these men right now. In Jesus' name, I pray for these men. I pray God use them, raise them up in a powerful way. In your name, use them, I pray, God, in Jesus' name. Let them be powerful witnesses of the power of God. Let people be changed because of their life and because of what you're doing in their life. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Use us like we never dreamed was possible. God, raise us up to be mighty warriors for you, that our lives might impact not just this town, but the nations and eternity with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you tonight. Let's give God some praise. Lord, we praise you. We praise you tonight. We thank you tonight for the love of God. Oh, praise your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. We have a prayer team that ministers here at the end of our services and if you have a special need you want prayed for, if you want to, as we dismiss, if you want to come down here, there will be people here to pray for you and believe God with you. Listen, when you leave out these doors tonight, let's say it's not going to be as usual. God's going to do mighty things in our lives. Can you say amen? God bless you as you go. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.